This is the Wildernet Podcast for Monday, February 2nd, 2015, episode 20. Welcome back to the Wildernet Podcast, the podcast where we rediscover nature in a digital age. My name is Shane, and this other guy over here, I think his name might be... Oh, wait, you, you usually say that. Go ahead. Hey, my name's Eric, you son of a gun. You back off my turf. <laughs> Hi there, Eric. How you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. Nature. Yeah. Good deal. Fantastic to hear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, When's the last time you rediscovered nature in your digital age, Shane? The last time, (laughs) the last time I rediscovered, well, I think it was shoveling my walk, probably, (laughs) over the weekend. That was really... Yeah, I could get into that with some headphones and some good tunes. (laughs) I could just, you know, shovel and just take some aggression. It'll be like a a good good gym session. I never considered the the, uh, headphones. That's that's a really good idea. Who wants to listen to us while they shovel? Go for it. It's not with mowing the lawn. Why not? should... Yeah, I suppose I just want to get it done quickly, and I don't really pause to think ways of improving the experience. You're welcome. So it was, yeah, it was a, it was a snowy one. The blustery the Sunday. Blustery. Is that real? Winnie the Pooh. He says that. Does he really? So blustery. <laughs> that was spot on. I can do. My name's Eeyore. No, that was kind of bad, actually. Think. Think, 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 think. What is that? Is that is that a poo thing too? Winnie the Pooh does that. Yeah. Oh. Why was Tigger looking in the oh, toilet? Oh, bother! That to sounds like poo. Stewie, actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. How are you doing, sir? Hey, you, know, you asked that, so I'm gonna kick it right back to you. How are you doing? Oh, did I ask that? All right. Well, I'm 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 all right. I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, and and the other thing I was gonna say is, um, see, I was ice fishing the other. Was that a couple weekends ago? Two weekends ago, Finally. I believe. Yeah, it was a it was a free weekend. I think it was the fifteenth of January, if I if I recall. I should say, if I can call it ice fishing, I <laughs> I watched a single tip up the whole time and probably wasn't doing it remotely properly, but I still had fun. <laughs> That's what counts, right? Yeah, it was a good time. We had the the uh, people we were with had a grill and a bunch of food. We we're all warm in our shanties. It was good, man. It's a nice time. Yeah, your shanty is quite impressive now. I must say. It's like a Cadillac. <laughs> That's right. Plug in here for Pop Eskimo up. real quick, in case anyone's wondering. If you want to stay warm, it's the Eskimo Fatfish 949i for insulated. 949er. <laughs> That's right. Nice. Fat yeah, no, there was a full-on blizzard yesterday. I was pretty much stuck in the house, and uh, I didn't mind. It was nice. It was mm-hmm. a good day. Awesome, man. Good to hear. Well, you want to jump into our next segment right away, then? I'll like take a that polar bear is. plunge. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. The activity of the week. This week's activity of the week is winter camping, and I think we did we did talk about standard camping at one point. That was when we uh, had come back from the Boundary Waters. I think that was our next topic we talked about was camping, but. Uh, Doing this in the winter is, I mean, it's a whole nother thing. And um, I know we we do try to 
do uh, activities that we've that we've actually done in the past. Um, and or apparently now we're going to try this one in the future. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and this isn't the first time. I, I, I think we may have done this at least once before where <laughs> we don't have any actual experience with it. Um, but it's safe to say we've, we've both camped at least. Um, so we get the gist of it. But, uh, I mean, it seems it's like a whole other animal, animal in itself. Yeah. And I, I definitely, this has been on my list of things to do for some, some number of years now, but it's really been tough to try to find someone to go with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think I may have found someone. Yeah. And it's a guy on the other end of this podcast. Is it? <laughs> oh, wait. wait. Are, you, are, you, are you asking me on a... <laughs> on a winter camp date? <laughs> yes. Of course. Uh, I accept. Uh, yeah, history in the making, <laughs> folks. We're gonna we're gonna do this at some point before the winter's over, perhaps. Hopefully, right? Not perhaps, year, hopefully. But, um, if we commit to it and do it, we're gonna document it, and uh, you know, I want I want this to be. Uh, we kind of hit this nail on the head over over the weekend. Actually, we were talking, and uh, like you know, we're we're not really experts on the things. We've already referenced that a few times, and many. Uh, yes, we want to provide. Times. Sometimes it's informational or informative uh, podcast, but. I guess I'd like to just be of the kind. It's like, do you listen to those Wilderneck guys? They do some crazy stuff. Those guys do weird things. We Wild try and crazy that. stuff. That's right. Does that sum it up? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's ideas is what it is. I mean, I think we've said that too. But you know, we want to get people excited about um, not just staying inside all the flipping time, right? Right. Oh yeah, yeah. And if you're gonna go outside, don't. Embrace it, you know, just embrace right. it. It's just healthy. It's healthy. Because and, and my motto with winter is quit your pissing and moaning. There's a lot to do. Right on. So right yeah, on. um and there believe it or not, if if you can believe this, there are actually some advantages. And uh we've we've gotten some of this uh info from uh the Wisconsin DNR website that's uh dnr.wi.gov. And uh we'll leave the the link on our website, but uh a couple of the advantages would be, uh, well, first off, you're not going to get a lot of crowds like you would in the spring or summertime, which I think is, that can definitely be a, a big advantage there. I mean, you're not going to really have to worry as much about um, even booking, booking or, as much in advance. Yeah. Especially if you like getting out in nature for the solitude part. If you like going to the to the boundary waters without going to the boundary waters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, some that would be. Yeah, you wouldn't uh, <laughs> can't get there in the winter probably as easily, huh? Could, uh... Oh yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I you know, know, you go up there for a lot of the tranquility and seclusion, and we didn't really see too many people over there. I'd imagine if we go winter camping, probably wouldn't yeah. see too many people. We didn't see too many people there except for the very first day. <laughs> and every Which made it horrible, was... nonetheless. Uh, that's a story for a different day if we haven't mm. already talked about it. Yeah. Uh, also, bugs. I mean, that's. Certainly not going to be an issue in the winter. Thank God for that. Yeah. Well, yeah, and Eric is, I can attest to Eric being loathing our insect brethren. Not <laughs> not a fan. And Bees and mosquitoes, man. Get out of my life. Yeah, mosquitoes especially. Winter. Bees are, eh, yeah, they can be annoying. but They'll ruin your day for no reason. Right. Um. So, and uh, again, on this on the DNR's website, they listed some activities, some some um, what do you call them? Uh, supplementary, complementary, no, complementary activities, I suppose. Uh, Cross country skiing, snowshoeing, snowmobiling, animal tracking. Uh, which is that? I can't say I've done. Do you just 
I've done it. Yeah, as a kid. Um, my dad and I would go track deer just for fun. Oh. And in the winter, it's nice because it's easy to see, you know, the tracks. So find sure. deer beds. You get to learn about their habits. It's just actually a pretty good, good experience. It's kind of fun. Sure, sure. Uh, bird watching and uh, ice fishing, which, which was, you know, we, when we were last out there, I saw there were some people winter camping actually at uh, right, right by where we were. Yeah, um, absolutely. That was uh, Ottawa Lake um, State State Park in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and I found I actually drove uh, accidentally drove uh, by them <laughs> because I went the wrong direction. Even after Eric told me the way to go, um, but that's that's another story too. Um, so yeah, I mean that it seems like a lot of fun. The the uh, the the same website once again um there are they have 31 parks listed and uh they they list whether or not they're plowed sites they whether or not they have electrical hookups uh water and uh what the reservation requirements are for those particular sites those those particular uh parks I should say mm, very cool yeah yeah pretty sweet uh so and then uh do you have any do you have any particular things to add to that no, no. I mean, that's all information you can get from the state site and in your own state, if it's Wisconsin, Minnesota, wherever you are, that's going to have a colder climate to support winter camping. Yes. Uh, yeah. So good luck with that in Florida. <laughs> you could do it. It'd be winter technically. Hur- hurricane camping, insane. maybe. <laughs> that, that's um, a whole nother. And if, and if you're, you don't know how to do it, um, some of the best ways to get into it, I think, is talking to people that have done it. But in addition to that, Shane found a really nice article from BuzzFeed. 23 essential winter If you can call BuzzFeed, uh, <laughs> you know, a news source. <laughs> of some sorts. There's some fun things there, though. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Continue, please. No, it's, uh, <laughs> whatever. I'm just calling it. It's BuzzFeed 23 essential winter camping hacks. So some of them are, like, uh, DIYs, do-it-yourself. Others um, are just good advice and tips. So I actually found some of it to be fairly useful i know someone who has winter camped and the only thing i remember hearing from them when we were considering going was he had a uh, a really nice big tent with a stove and a chimney so like a wood-burning stove and um he said it's like i mean 70 degrees in there it's beautiful so without that this article seems to serve pretty well because it talks about a lot of ways to stay warm if you don't have something that fancy which i don't so yeah there's there's quite a few things on here uh, is there anything else? We don't have to go through there? all of them. We'll just hit on the. We'll do some quick hits, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you do you have it up right now? <laughs> the article. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine's loading slowly. Please feel free to uh, jump just in. Just simple there. things like some of the stuff I learned uh, is in the service. So some of the stuff is like common sense to me. But if you don't think of it, if you're if you got room in your sleeping bag, which I, you probably do, but keep your clothes in there for the next day in, in the sleep bag with you as you sleep overnight. So that way they're warm when you wake up, when you want to change over. Um, it's a pretty pretty simple thing, right? Just keep your clothes in there for the next day. Mm-hmm. That way they're not in the bag getting cold. It'll make the, the changing process much more pleasant. Hand warmers are a must. That's That probably goes without saying. Um, as keeping the uh, keeping your matches in metal, not plastic container, because the plastic can break, apparently, if frozen. Mm-hmm. This is one I actually wouldn't have thought of because when I had slept under the stars um, and colder nights camping, uh, it says don't sleep with your face buried under the covers because the moisture from your breath will cancel out the insulating properties of your sleeping gear. So hmm. um, I hadn't have thought I hadn't thought of that. Interesting. 
Very interesting. Yeah, there's there's quite a bit here. Um, wear synthetics and say no to cotton. Yeah, my dad always says cotton kills. <laughs> well, I've never, never forgotten, man. Let me tell you. Right. Never want cotton on your skin, at least. Uh, you can some... drink the snow. <laughs> I guess that's true. And it's just got a dude with some snow in one of his igloo uh, dispensers there. Igloo kula. His igloo kula. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Keep your water bottles upside down so they don't freeze at the bottom first. Eh, wouldn't have thought of that either. Huh. It's frozen. I don't know what the damn difference is, to be honest, but whatever. <laughs> Hot air rising thing, I guess. Uh, is that? I guess. Uh, this is actually um, wrap your fuel bottles with duct tape because, as you know, like, so I, when I go ice fishing, for example, I have, like, the little um, Coleman uh, propane or whatever the hell, and you'll notice it gets frost on the outside as it, as it dissipates or as it gets, you know, it's used up. And it gets really, really cold to the touch. So the way that the fuel you need for a stove is different. Um, so it's saying wrap that fuel source in duct tape because if you if you um, you can get instant frostbite. It's saying hmm. it's already cold. Duct tape will insulate it and make it easier to handle. All right. And then the saying, of course, if you can't if it can't be fixed with duct tape, then you're not using enough duct tape. <laughs> yeah. Nice. In the first one, did you mention this already? The, uh, if your flashlight batteries uh, stop working in the cold, warm them up before using them? Hmm. Interesting. They don't discharge as well until warmed up. So hold them so in your So what, do you just put them in your armpits or what? Hold them in your hand, your heat oh. source, or keep them in your sleeping bag. That's that Polish thing of mine. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Making everything difficult. Um, uh fire starter thing it's kind of a neat idea i'm sure there's all sorts of things for that but the one that they're saying is you take a square of foil uh cotton ball coated with vaseline and then you just fold the uh cotton vaseline soaked ball into the foil make a small square and when you're ready to use it you just uh you know cut a little x into the foil and light that puppy on fire it'll last up to 10 to 15 minutes depending on how much vaseline you put in the cotton cool yeah that's pretty cool i'm gonna do that when I'm regular camping. <laughs> All right. Well. Yeah, so, that, I mean, that list goes on. We can uh, obviously pick that apart, but what's our next, what's our, what do we got coming up here? Yeah, what do we got? What, 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 is, what is coming up here? I think we got, uh, I think we have a little bumper for that one. You can find it here. Bumpity bump bump. Word in the woods. I'm still here. All right, so we're <laughs> staring at each other. The word in the woods. Um, this is from an article from the uh, Portland Press Herald. It's written by Matt Matt Bryan. Byrne? Bryan? Burn? How probably? do you say that? I say burn. Burn. You don't believe me? <laughs> well, it's weird they were talking about burning if it's winter camping. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vietnam vet finds a, a comfort zone by camping out in the winter at... Bradbury Mountain. So that's cool. His name's Warden, which was really confusing reading this because I was like, wait, is he, a, is he a warden or is that his name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then it says Pownal? Where is that? That's <laughs> that's where this is happening? Yeah, in Oregon. 
says uh, drive quote drive by too fast and it's easy to miss the patch of woods that oh Ed Warden calls home so Warden's his last name I'm an idiot yeah no no that's fine yeah I see that they keep referring to him that way so he's a uh, he, he what do they call him again he's a he's a camp host camp host and they're pretty easy to find this summer from what it sounds like but he is the only one that's willing um, and enjoys doing it in the wintertime. He'll host and greet um, campers or anybody coming into the park in the winter months. And he gets to stay there. It says he's um, not an official park employee, nor is he an illegal squatter. I learned about those in college, oddly enough. Um, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> uh, squatter. All right. He's the only winter campground host using traditionally seasonal volunteer position to fulfill a lifelong desire to live a pared-down life amid nature. That's awesome. Interesting. It's interesting. It's, it's, yeah, it is. <laughs> and um, we were just talking about this. Uh, when we went, what did we do again? We went whitewater rafting. And uh, similar kind of guy, but I can only presume he was had a similar position a guy we ran into there just kind of hung out with us for a while um initially came about because he was bringing us our firewood for yeah the evening and then he uh was just oh we think we offered him a beer because it was nice that he did it and it was later and turned out he's a really interesting guy yeah well the it all kind of came about too because he he was breathing fire or asked about breathing fire or something i, I don't remember how how it came about, but um, then suddenly everybody wanted to come out and watch him breathe fire, and uh, which was really cool. Yeah, and then he just hung out with us for a while. But he did he did live, um, he was living there, and uh, I, I think he mentioned he was also not a uh, not an employee of the camp specifically. Yeah, yeah you would have thought, um, you know, if you're a working class American, you I mean, the initial perception would have been this guy's some sort of flipping hippie. Who just ended up like this, but it was by choice. It was a deliberate choice that he wanted to live that way, and it was highly respectable because he was an intelligent guy. He wasn't some putz. He had a lot of good knowledge about him. Right, and this uh, this particular this Ed Warden looks like he was a uh, he was in the Marine Corps, uh, served twenty three months in Vietnam, and uh, so let's just get out here. He's a He's a freaking badass. Yeah, there you I'm, go. Yeah. I yeah. mean, already. So he got that going for him. <laughs> right. And now he's country, just so thank you to him, by the way. Living living off the land now, right? Yeah. Um, I like some of his quotes. I, I put two of them in here. So he had stated, quote, some people want to live in a house and work for 30 years. Um, he is a retired certified nursing assistant and said, quote, my whole life goal is to be self-reliant and live like this. Uh, quote, I do better in the, in here, which he's referring to the park, than I do in a small apartment. He said, when I'm in an apartment, I get into ruts. I always find peace in nature. That's kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah, and then it goes on, uh, just throwing this in there. He was uh, he was married twice. Both relationships failed because his wife weren't uh, comfortable living on the road in a camper or out of a backpack. Um, yeah, that'll happen, I suppose. But, uh, you know, more power to them. Uh, whatever makes you happy, man. It's tough to go against the grain of society. You know, if that's your, right. if that's what you feel your true calling is in life, some people do get in ruts and um, won't, won't follow their heart or their true desire. Don't just keep grinding. 
which is fine, you know. So big kudos to this guy for doing that. That's that's tough. And that's cool that he can sustain um, a solid living throughout the winter months. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So and he's, what, 67? <laughs> oh, wow, that's, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, if you're thinking life's rough and you're not that old, well, you better uh, change your perspective or something. <laughs> I just want to say, for the record, I have a, I have a uh, 92-year-old grandpa that's probably could see, I could see him doing something like this. He's, <laughs> he's still an outdoorsman and, um, you know, he, he's still talking about possibly going out fishing with us sometime, so. Heck yeah, man. That's great. That's great. Like show us a thing or two. We're idiots. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, he uh, he did give me some uh, additional tip-ups. So <laughs> just throwing that out there. All right. Well, there's still plenty of ice out there. Plenty of fish in those lakes. I think that was part of my birthday gift, actually. At any rate, I think that about covers that article. Anything else uh, you'd like to add? No, I think that's it. All right. I'm happy, man. I'm happy to be doing this. I'm good. Good, good. Well, uh, so <laughs> did you put that in there about this year? <laughs> None this week or year. No, uh, you did that. I didn't do that. Did I do that? <laughs> Maybe yeah. that was from last time. That could be. Uh, yeah, so no iTunes. Hey, leave us an iTunes rating, though. Check us out at uh, Wilder Not Podcast. Look us up. I gotta incentivize some someone here. I gotta incentivize someone. I feel like, do it. The first person, the first person, only to give us a rating or leave a comment, and it better be freaking positive. If you're gonna do it, because I'm not gonna honor it if you're some, if you're gonna bash us. But if you're going to bash us, at least you know you can be blunt. You know it's cool. Yeah, do uh, it. But so the first person to leave a rating and or comment that isn't in our circle of friends. Um, <laughs> A gift card to something. What do most people like? Starbucks? <laughs> iTunes? I don't know. If you're listening to this, you, you probably have an iTunes podcast app on your phone. Maybe uh, 10 bucks to uh, iTunes? Yeah, you can do that. Uh, I'm doing it. I did it. Well, So if you made it this far in the episode, you're going to get 10 bucks if you leave us a rating or comment. First person. Yes. Uh, I will say, I don't know if you were thinking physical cards or not, but... Uh... Those coming. Yeah, you can email them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Great. Cool. All right. Yeah. There you go. Next person to do. So we'll see if we, <laughs> if anybody does. Uh, but you can uh, contact us at wildernetpodcast at gmail dot com, and we're on Twitter at wildernetcast. Guess uh, that's uh, well, that's close to the end of the show. Uh, we, we guess there's some more info here. We are also uh, we are also on Facebook. Uh, Facebook dot com slash that's you actually so you should probably uh why don't <laughs> we have our facebook information on here we're put it on there man you have, the, you have facebook wilderness face- cast yeah yeah uh, well it's what the heck is it <laughs> we're on facebook also i think it's uh wilderness i'm podcast. looking it up you just you just hang on one second there it's wilderness podcast i'm pretty confident of that it's only the only reason Twitter's that way is because that was the limit on characters for whatever reason for the names. Facebook.com slash Wildernet Podcast. That's what I'm saying, yeah. You yeah, should put it in right. there, yeah. Maybe do that now, yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric, where can people find you, sir? Hey, you can find me at, uh, oh, hell. I'm all over the place <laughs> everywhere. 
Facebook.com slash where to hunt Wisconsin. Also, uh, the domain www.publiclandpride.com. It's the same thing. Just, uh, you know, the name I wanted was taken. So, no. but we're doing great things there. We're doing a podcast blitz now. So, I'll be uh, switching gears for that. After yeah, this, he's I think, uh, even. Where to hunt podcast is really, really doing well, I, I must say, lately. Yeah, taking a different approach. Uh, no longer interviewing people. It takes too long to uh, find someone, contact them, align our schedules, do the show, post the show, all that stuff. So I'm just gonna, I'm just taking the reins, and uh, we're doing ten minute episodes at, at most. Cool. Yep, that's it. So uh, check me out. Check me out. Check me out. You can find me on Twitter at shavemadox or on the Techies podcast with Matt and Tony. We are trying to be more consistent there. Like in both these podcasts, we're trying to be a bit more consistent, but uh, Techies is trying to record at 6, 7 Central on Sunday evenings, and we're trying to get some video involved there. We're we're now on this uh, Alpha Geek Radio, which is kind of a neat little thing, being on there with some of my favorite podcasts, actually, also, which is cool. And uh, so, yeah, check that out if you're... uh, if you're also into technology, but uh, check you know. all of our podcasts out at the Nice Guy Network. Yeah, that's uh, Nice Guy Network. Uh, NiceGuyNetwork.com, right? <laughs> is there an LLC in there? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Holy Santa Claus! Beep. Yep, we don't have it. Uh... I'm just gonna double check my. Yeah, NiceGuyNetwork.com. All right. All right. Go there. Check out cool. the the other ones and. Uh, Carrie, Carrie Z still doing her podcast. She's uh yeah yeah I gave her a tout in my last one too. She's listed. Good. She's listed on our. She's one of our partners on the uh, Nice Guy Network also. So check go. out Carrie Z, man, the huntress of of the Midwest. She's a badass broad. I like Carrie Z. She's cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Hope cool. you're listening, Carrie. Yeah, Carrie. <laughs> we love you, Carrie. We love you. All right. So then we're gonna we're gonna start closing things down here. The moment of reflection. Are you looking for things to do this winter? If so, consider winter camping. (laughs) There's no crowds or bugs. No bugs. You can do other things like cross-country ski, snowshoe. We're just going to... Keep repeating exactly what we said before. <laughs> Snowmobile animal tracking and bird watching while also doing ice fishing for your dinner. There you go. Yeah, that's true. You got, you got, guys got to eat. And you're never too old. Um, you're never too old. 67 years old. Man's uh, living in the woods by choice. That's right, man. Man in woods. Ed Warden. Check him out. He's cool. If you're in Oregon, mm-hmm. you should stop by and say hi. I know peeps out there if you're listening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or Oregon, not not Oregon. Like, <laughs> I think I made the mistake Don't in the previous episode. Don't let someone episode. from Oregon hear you call it Oregon. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All righty. Well, thanks. Thanks, everybody. Great to be back. Yeah, we're. I think we're going to try to do uh, maybe bi-weekly now. We're trying to be, I know, it's been horribly inconsistent, but we're we're really trying here. I think. I think like to keep you on your toes, keep you guessing, wondering what's going out the window, that guys. We're so I damn think, busy being outside, we can't record. That's right. I uh, yeah, I I think we're 
finally coming up with a day that probably works best now. So we shall see. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks very much for listening. And until next time, take care. And get outside.